Welcome to the Embracing Life podcast, hosted by yours truly, Renee O'Neill. If you're a busy mum who is trying to juggle all that you have going on in your life, who wants to be more organised so you can have more time with your family, and who wants to stress less and enjoy life more, then you have come to the right place. I help busy mums just like you to manage their time so they stress less and enjoy motherhood more. Who doesn't want that, right? I know I can help you do this. Why? I've helped my clients and myself through this very process. And if this sounds like something you want or even need in your life, then I'd love to invite you to apply for a free 30-minute coaching call with me. In this call, I can show you that living a life that is more balanced, organized, and less stressful is actually possible for you. So head to the link in the show notes to apply. I would love to be able to work one-on-one privately with you to offer my support, encouragement, and of course, guidance. So on today's podcast episode, I have a special guest, Yulia from Madam Wealth. She is a money and energy coach and helps women in business who want to grow wealth without all the shoulds, as she calls it. What is unique about Yulia is she offers support and guidance, not only just around money and finance, but with the assistance of human design, which is something I'm personally fascinated about. And I know you will be too when you hear all the goodness she has to offer. So welcome to the podcast, Yulia. I would love for you to introduce yourself and who you are and what it is that you do. Yes, thank you. Um, So my name is Yulia Frey. I'm a spiritual money and wealth coach from Madam Wealth. And what I do is I essentially help women and women in business to really understand more about their money, their personal money, um, their money through their business, as well as really just helping them create that long-term wealth for themselves and even build towards uh, financial freedom in their life and with their money. Yeah. And one thing that I really love about you and what you do is you also um, refer to yourself as like a spiritual money coach. And that's something that I was like, it sort of got my attention because I think typically Mm -hmm. when we hear about finance and money, it comes from like a real almost masculine space. It's like really, it's just very different. And I think that's the norm of what we see so to see you and you refer to yourself as a spiritual money coach I was like oh what's this what's she about (laughs) yeah Um, so I'd love for you to share what it is that makes you a spiritual money coach but also um what made you become one yeah of course um you hit the nail on the head there in relation to like the masculine energy right and at the end of the day like I'm sure you'd agree with me when we say masculine, it's not necessarily to do with the gender, right? It's like that energy behind it, right? Um, So yes, so just to give a very um, quick sort of background about me. So my background, my education, um, pretty much my entire career I've spent as a financial planner, which is um, really focusing on helping people, um, people that might potentially already have 
some you know money in their bank account or are earning quite well really be able to help them progress towards you know maybe retiring you know some at some stage helping them invest their money and through my education and through my career it's always been very masculine it's very much been you know these are the rules that you have to follow this is what you should be doing if you're not doing the things that you should be doing you know let's say following a budget or you know investing in this way then you're doing it wrong then the answer is you're wrong right um and that's always like I probably haven't noticed that until I fully stepped out of financial planning completely to this extent but really recognizing that sometimes you know everyone is different we can't all have the same solution to the one problem because we're all going to be different and the way that we're going to take action is going to be different so how is it possible that if we follow this set of rules that everyone's going to end up at this one amazing place of freedom with their finances. And on top of that, the reality was that although we have all this information online about what you can be doing with your money, you know, we don't actually have that many people that feel financial freedom with money. In fact, we more so have people feel insecure about their money and feel so much um, scarcity around their money and feel blocks around their money. Like we as a society are more so on that side of the spectrum as opposed to, you know, freedom, which means that there has to be more to it than just following the rules. Mm. So when I really dove into um, looking at the mindset around money, I started to dive deeper into who I am as a person and how I approach money as a human being and I recognize that it all comes from within. I've also stumbled upon something called human design um, quite some time ago and that's when I started to really unravel and really give myself permission to be who I am. Um, and nowadays when I do work with clients and we look at their money, we also look at their human design and really incorporate that into a lot of the things that we do because I find that it is really important for them to, yes, have, you know, some of those structures and have some of those goals in place, but really understanding who they are within, um, who they want to be and not feeling like they have to put layers and layers of shoulds in between, you know, the two to make them feel like, okay, well, that's what I should be doing instead of what is, what is actually right and correct for me. And the reality is that a lot of the times, we don't know what that is and we we need to go through a process to recognize who we are and what we actually want in this life yeah, yeah so that's my little journey <laughs> I love that you've come from I guess such a more corporate background and you've been mm -hmm. able to pivot from that but also use your experiences and your skills from that career to develop the business that you now have today in helping women in business and um you know, helping them with their financial freedom. Because I feel like when we're in business, that's a big goal that we all have. It's like this financial freedom and what that looks like. And everyone's version of that's obviously going to look different. But the fact that you also bring human design into it is something that is such a big thing because human design obviously is the makeup as to who we are. And to be able to use that as almost like a tool when it comes to the finance side of things is so interesting to me. Um, so I, my human design is I'm a generator. 
Um, and I love, I follow um, Yulia on Instagram and she has so much content. If you know your human design, you can go straight to her Instagram and you'll be able to like get snippets of information about what you're um, like with finance. And she gives really good tangible tips as well, which is um, really valuable for somebody as well. But I'd love for you to share for people that don't perhaps know what human design is, what that is um, Mm -hmm. and how knowing our human design can, I guess, benefit us in, in the world in the world of like finance and our money and how we use it, how we might, um, you know, um, attract it and all of the things. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay. I love talking about this. So perfect. Um, so just to give an overview when it comes to human design. So human design is essentially a logical system, which combines um, things like astrology, the chakra system, quantum physics, the I Ching and Kabbalah. So these are all um, ancient and modern sciences that have been put together. And essentially it tells us who we are as well as the energy that we have about us and the energy that we emit in this world. The easiest way that I can describe it for someone who hasn't really taken, you know, um, spent the time looking at human design is when you come across someone, um, you can sometimes tell, you know, that they have a certain energy about them, right? You can like, it's almost like you can't necessarily describe it, but it's more like something that you feel about them. And it's the same thing for all of us. We all have a certain type of energy within us that we are spread into this world that we emit in this world and that's how we go about life um, you know figuring life out sometimes people can use it to learn more about themselves in a way that you would you know with any other let's say um, it's similar to astrology in a sense but you can you know the way that you would um, with a Maya Briggs um, you know personality test although to actually get your chart you do need to have your date of birth, your time of birth and your location of birth because it really takes into account where the planets were at the time when you were born and also taking into account really when your soul was developed, which most of the time was three months prior to um, to you being born. So it takes in a lot of different information and most of the time when you do open up your chart, there is a lot of information. Sometimes it can feel a little bit overwhelming. So um, if you do look at your chart or you decide to, after listening to this, you decide to look up, you know, your chart, human design chart, very, um, you'll be able to find a few free resources to find your chart. Um, the first thing that I'd urge you to have a look at is your type. So your human design type, which is essentially the energy that you have about you when it comes to human design. And generally there are five different types. So you'd fall under the category of one. Now, just a very quick disclaimer, I guess, because on the high level, it breaks down to five different types. Obviously, there is so much more to us than just these five things, but it's a great way for you to kind of get started. And like you, Renee, how you mentioned that you're a generator, that's one of the types, right? So um, it's a really great place to start there. When I do this work with my clients, so like I was saying, it it is very important for me to be able to create this environment for my clients as we go through our coaching program. Um, 
to help them understand that there is that feminine and masculine energy when it comes to money. So once we really understand in which direction they want to go, and sometimes even that can take some time. Um, so if you are, you know, thinking of finances or re recognizing that you do have some, um, that you maybe aren't best friends with your money, let's put it that way, um, then sometimes it can be even, you know, difficult to come up with what sort of goals you might want to have. So really knowing that no matter what stage you're at with your money and where you're feeling the problem is, don't look at it from a place of judgment and recognize that you are at a place that where, wherever you are for a reason. And that's where you can start to be aware that you are here. Now, what can I do to move forward? So once we do have an understanding of where they want to go, really starting to look at who they are through their human design can give them levels of permission to say, okay, this is where I am. Um, this is who I am. And this is where I thought I should be acting in a certain way to be able to receive money through my business or to be able to save more money or maybe spend in a certain way where they say, okay, well, now I know who I want to be and now I know who I am. And from there, start to make decisions that actually um, align with their values and with their goals moving forward. So it is definitely a process to go through, um, but it is very empowering once they do even just start the process of recognizing, oh, wow, okay, I didn't realize that this is, you know, this is what my energy is telling me about me. And I thought that I should be acting like them. And I think especially women in business, it's so easy for us to look externally from us and say, okay, well, I need to be like this coach or like that you know artist or what it, like whoever you are trying to to be it's so easy to look externally um, of ourselves to try and get there so that's kind of to give an overview of how I do it in relation to where we specifically use it it's a big question we use it along the way in in everything so when we look at the makeup of money and um, how we structure money for for my clients we look at their human design to see what actually fits in the way that they appear in this world when it comes to human design we look at their money mindset and find clues in their human design to see where some of their conditioning and some of their blocks around money might come come through a lot of the times we might look at um, their specific centers the centers that are colored in which are defined and the centers that aren't colored in which is all are the little squares and triangles within the chart if you do have the chart in front of you um, and then we also look at how we can then start to attract money in the right way um, while you're taking um, you know ownership of the design that you are and really practicing um, being in, in sync with your body and what your body is telling you is the right thing. So again, it's not about the shoulds, but about really switching off the things where we're like, we should be doing this, but more tapping into our body and what our body is telling us is like the right way to, to go about what we're doing and the decisions that we're making as well. Mm. I love yeah. that you said about permission slip, because I think once you know your human design, it is almost like the universe's way of giving you the permission slip to be who you actually are. 
And um, yeah, so I think it's, it's something that if you're listening and you don't know your human design type, it's absolutely worthwhile in venturing out to get that information. Um, and there are free sites that you can access yours from. We might even pop in the show notes, the one that Yulia uses. So that way you get a really good one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but just to give, if somebody's listening and they're like, okay, I know nothing else aside from this is my type. Are you able to give us a little insight into each of the types and what the typical, um, what that typical human design type is like when it comes to money? Now, this is obviously going to be a very generalized thing um, and every individual person is very different. So um We'll start by saying that. Um, but yeah, yeah, if you could talk of that, that would be really good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so as I said, there's five different types. So let me just go quickly through what they are. So we've got a manifester, we've got a generator, we've got a manifesting generator, a projector, and, and a reflector. Um, and I, what I'll do is I'll even uh, do a quick um, analogy of what they mean to kind of put it into perspective Um, This analogy comes from my teacher, who's Tiffany Purdy, who taught me human design. So I'll make sure to put sort of her details down as well. Um, But if we start, let's start with a manifesto. So if we think, if we imagine um, a group of people coming together and they want to build a building somewhere specific, a manifesto is the person that would be like a developer. So they would essentially come up with the idea of having that building built. They'll probably go out and sort of scout the place. They would scout the people that would come together and build that building for them. Um, Really the fascinating thing about manifestors is that they are here on this planet to essentially act on their ideas and on their urges. So they're here to feel into like, okay, I've got an idea, a light bulb moment and really having the capacity, having the support to be able to just go out there and do the thing that, you know, is really feeling like an urge to them. Um, And if we think of it just from, you know, like a societal perspective, someone who just gets up and like quickly switches direction um, sometimes in the society can make us feel a little bit like, oh, you know, don't you want to have a think about it for a little bit longer or things like that. So there, there is a little bit of that conditioning that might happen to manifestors where they can't, like, they might feel bad for just getting up and going and doing the thing. But we do need manifestors in this world because we do need someone to get, get the ball rolling, get, get the thing started, um, initiate certain things. So really that is what they're about. When it comes to money, manifestors on often get frustrated or they might even get a little bit angry when it comes to them following their urges but feeling blocked or restricted for a certain for a certain reason. So they might um, you know feel like someone's dictating over them or maybe even their bank account is dictating over what they could do. So that's when really they might feel like, you know, annoyed when it comes to money, annoyed when it comes to their business or making money through their business. Um, So really paying attention to where is it that you feel somebody else is telling you what to do. And that might not even be that obvious. Like at first we might, we might think like, no, like I'm, I'm doing everything that I want to be doing. 
But it's really after we take some time to recognize that, okay, well, something is in my way to take the action that I want with my money. Is it my bank account? Is it the way that, you know, money is coming through the door for me and that it feels restricted? It feels like it's not enough for me to be just getting up and doing what I want. All right, well, what's stopping us there? So it's paying attention to those kind of things. But the biggest thing for a manifesto is is that being able to act on um, that urge. So the next one that I'll talk about is a generator. So I'd love for you to um, speak up as, you know, as I kind of go along. But for generators, if we think of that analogy, is generator is kind of like the builder that comes in and starts to build based on foundation. So it's really important for them to start building the wall, making sure like they measure everything, make sure that it's perfect, 110%, and only then they move into the next thing. So it's it's really about creating that foundation. Um, and for a generator, it's really important for them to act on the things that light them up. But they can sometimes be probably the biggest people pleasers that we know in human design. Um, and because of that, it could be because, you know, as, as we're growing up and as generators are growing up, they, they would receive praise for doing things that they might not find, you know, lights them up, but somebody else is like, oh, good job, you know, you did the thing that was hard and that you didn't want to do, but you did it anyway. So they grow up believing that that's what they should be doing. Whereas for a generator, the best thing that they can do for themselves is to continue doing things that light them up and do the things that light them up overall. So when it comes to money, they definitely might get frustrated when it comes to them doing things that are focusing on pleasing other people as opposed to just doing the things that light them up. Most of the time when it comes to money, it's paying attention to who am I trying to please by doing this as opposed to doing the thing that I know will light me up and will excite me. And that's where we might start to see some blocks. What do you, Can you kind of resonate with that, Renee? I'd love to know. Yeah, it's funny because when it comes to money, I feel like I'm the boss with it. Like <laughs> I feel like I'm in charge of it. Um, yeah. But I absolutely resonate with what you were saying about doing things that light you up because that is in its essence how I kind of live my life. And that's all aspects of life, including money. Like I yeah. make decisions based on what feels good to me. Um, you know, and of course we've got some responsibility in there. I still need to pay bills. I can't be like, oh, I don't want to pay the electricity bill. Like <laughs> it's, you still got to take responsibility, but yeah. making decisions based on that place um, and knowing my human design around that does make a difference. So yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. And it's like, of course, like you're saying, we do, we do still live in the physical world, right? Like we still have to live somewhere, pay rent or pay our mortgage or whatever the case is. Um, and as someone who's in charge of the money, um, maybe there's some bits, some um, like hidden spots where you're like, am I doing this for somebody else? Am I doing this because I think I should be doing that or not? So something for generators to pay attention to. Uh, the next human design type is a manifesting generator. And again, if we think of that analogy, it's um, similar because as you can hear manifesting generator it's it's got that mix of generator and manifester in it um and the manifesting generator or mg is also a builder when it comes to to them building this this project together 
but they are slightly less focused on the foundations. They're more thinking about, all right, I'm going to build this thing and then I'm going to quickly move on to the next wall and then I'm going to start thinking about how to build the roof and then putting the walls in there and then putting the little uh, windows everywhere. So they're like, they're constantly like on the go, doing multiple things at the same time. They really have that energy about them where it's like, okay, I can do all these things and they're all exciting and I feel really playful when I do them. Um, and manifesting generators are even in human design are kind of seen as these superhumans. The reason for that is because they are really here to show us what it is that um, people are able to do and what it is that's possible for humanity because they are so quick on their feet and they are so capable of doing so many things. Um, and when it, when it really comes uh, down to money, it's looking at what feels limiting to them. To them. Um, so because manifesting generators are so quick in what they do, they can sometimes miss little details and they can sometimes feel like they're limited by, you know, whatever their bank account is telling them or um, whatever their business is saying, okay, well, you know, you can only do these things or you should only focus on the one thing or even society might be telling them, well, no, you shouldn't be starting three different businesses. Like you should just be focusing on the one. And then they sit and think to themselves like, yeah, that's logical. But oftentimes acting and, and you might feel a little bit like this acting on your gut sometimes can be something that you can't always explain. It kind of just like, it's not logical. You're kind of just like, you feel into it and you're like, no, I need to, that's what I need to do. I need to do all these things. Um, and that's where they might feel a little bit of limitation. So when it comes to money, it's looking at where they're feeling limited and saying, okay, well, how can we bring support together so that you can feel supported either through coaches or through, you know, advisors or whatever the case is, and also allow the resources like your bank account, like your business to be able to support you when you go out and do all these things so that you don't feel limited. And that's really when you can start to create that around you. Um, and, and one tip is really having, um, having that, that flow in your bank account so you're not wasting time sitting in your bank account looking at what's going on. You already know what's up in there. Um, you feel that you can go out and just be who you are. So that's the MG. Um, the next I'll talk about is the projectors. So um, I'm a projector just to um, let uh, the, the listeners know. So projectors, if we look at the analogy, are the architects. So they come in and look at, okay, well, how do we want to build the building, uh, making sure that we're measuring the things that we need to measure, um, creating the system that we want to create for the building to be able to, to really stay in place and not collapse. And for projectors, there are a couple of things. The one, number one is really being able to understand a specific system and relying on that. And also they're the sort of people that can look at a situation from a distance and say, hey, I can see how you can do things a little bit differently to other designs and really help them and support them being more efficient or whatever. And the biggest, um, the biggest block that they might find is feeling unseen, feeling like no one's listening to them, no one's taking their advice. Um, and a lot of the times that can 
that can make them question what it is that they're doing with their money, what it is that they're doing in their business, which means that they are putting they, they are putting the success of how much they can save, how much money they can make through their business, those sort of things, they are putting the results of that onto themselves saying, well, if I'm not making money, that means I'm not good enough, I don't know enough, like things like that. So when there are blocks when it comes to money, it's really helping them understand that they have the power as soon as they notice they have the information and they understand what they understand is when they will know, um, is when they'll be able to create more of that wealth and create success. And finally, um, reflectors who are, um, they are these unique unicorns when it comes to human design. When it comes to our analogy, they are the interior designers because they can really feel into everybody else around them and feel what it is that they might need and how they're feeling in the moment and create that design. So for them, their surroundings and their environment plays a really big role, which is why when it comes to them making a decision around money, around their business, they really need to take the time to wait out a certain period of time so they know that they're listening to their own body and they're not taking in their environment when they're making a decision. So their biggest blocks when it comes to money is really making sure that they're not identifying themselves with somebody else or being somebody else when they're looking at what money is doing for them. So giving themselves time and really ensuring that they're not trying to be somebody else when they're looking at their money is um, what it is that I would say in relation to reflectors. Wow, that is so insightful. Like you've given such a deep dive in such a short amount of time into each of the types. And I think for those listening who are like, I don't know much about human design, but I know I'm this type. You've given so much food for thought and like so much to think about um, because I can see how the marriage between like money and also human design actually comes into play because, you know, our different types do affect how we might think about money or how we feel about it or how we might bring it in and even hold on to it too because, um, you know, there are some people that, you know, might feel like they can attract money quite well but find it like they've got, you know, not the ability to hold on to it so much. So that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was amazing. So I think when it comes to money, and we look at it from the aspect of people that have their own business, I hear a lot of talk about scarcity. And yeah. I think particularly since, um, you know, the world that we're currently living in, you know, we're over halfway through 2021 right now. So we're still in a global situation, shall we say. Um, and so there is a lot of talk about scarcity in general, but especially when it concerns money. Um, so I'd love for you to share some advice that you might have for people that either are starting a business or in those earlier stage of business where they're feeling like money's not coming to them. They're not attracting money. They're not attracting the clients or the customers. And they're feeling like things are a little bit unsettled. If you've got any advice for those sorts of people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. When it comes to all of that, the first thing that I'd be telling if I was working with a client is definitely to take a moment to look, to look at who we are and to look at what it is that we're trying to attract. A lot of the times, you know, if we're in that position, like especially when it comes to money, especially when we're wanting that money to come in, 
it might feel almost like you know that feeling when you're like at school and you're like uh you really like you have this big crush on a guy and you really them to ask you out and it's like your entire life but then it almost gives that vibe of like you know a little bit too much and that can completely sort of turn them away sometimes it can be very similar with money so the first thing that I'd I'd be doing is to really switching that I don't want to use the the word desperation because I know that that might not necessarily be it but it's kind of like this feeling of you know, feeling so attached to the outcome. And that can sometimes make a huge impact on even the conversations that you're having with potential clients. So really taking a moment to figure out how you can switch that that mind frame of, okay, well, for this moment, like I'll leave, you know, just a few minutes for myself to really detach from, um, you know, what money is is meaning to me or any problems around money that you might be having in the moment of, you know, not having enough clients coming through the door really detach yourself from that for a moment and try to come back to who it is that you are why it is that you're doing the thing that you're doing because as soon as you start to switch into and roll into that that idea and our understanding of okay well I'm really excited because I can't wait to share all this information with the people around me that's when we start to feel our energy switch into less of okay I'm attached to the outcome and more about giving and the value that we're trying to add to this world Um, so I would say that's probably the first thing and the next thing is really become aware of where you are at in your business um, and what it is that you're trying to attract because sometimes we might think you know, again, we might think that we've gone down this road of shoulds, shoulds, shoulds. Is that even what you want to be doing? Because in reality, when it, like we started our business to create that freedom, so making sure we're not coming from that place of should. Um, and the last little bit that I'd probably say is start imagining what what that person who has, you know, 10 clients or has a certain amount of money coming in through the door every month What is she doing? And try to do that from a place of um, just one step at a time, right? So like we all want to be millionaires, but our beliefs sometimes block us from, you know, recognizing that that's a reality. So just think of one step above, right? I have, you know, two clients coming through the door every month. What will it look like if I had four clients coming through the door, for example? Um, What would she be doing? How would she be feeling? Where would she be sitting? What would her surroundings look like? Start to tap into who she is as opposed to um, you know thinking once I have it then I'll be her you know it's really about embodying that person and that's where we can start to switch away from scarcity into abundance because we're recognizing that it's possible for us to be her first and then for the money to attract towards us so it's really that shift in the mindset of recognizing it's once we are her then the rest will come Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And it's funny because I think that concept can take a moment to really register because I know for me that it has taken a long time to get to that place where I've been able to realize that I don't need to wait until XYZ happens for me to attract things or to be a certain way or to have my business be at a certain place. I can do that now. I don't need to wait. And in fact, waiting, I'll probably be waiting forever otherwise. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah exactly. And like sometimes people think oh, I need to have so many followers before I do this or like before I start a podcast or before I go and, you know, start speaking in person. And none of that is true. It's one once you recognize that you have everything you need to do the thing you want to do, then the rest will kind of come into place. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Oh, I love that you spoke about that. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess for anyone listening that um, is feeling like they're, they're not sure about money, you know, they're at that stage where they're like, I don't really know what I'm doing with my money. I sort of, I get it. I spend it. I don't, I'm not really putting a huge amount of thought into it. Um, are you able to offer some maybe advice or strategies around that? Because I know that in speaking with my clients, like money is certainly not my um, expertise in any way, shape or form. I'll, I'll say that. But, you know, the, the topic is mentioned um, and I've noticed with a lot of my clients, it tends to be this conversation around, you know, they don't put a whole lot of thought into it. Um, And me, myself, I'm somebody who has goals, like in all aspects of life, including money. And a lot of my goals are quite measurable, money specific goals. So I'd love for you to share, I guess, some advice or strategies around that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think I'm glad that you brought up goals because I think that's probably the biggest sort of block in the way of um, even thinking about money in the first place is that a lot of the times, and again, you know, if we really think of how we've grown up and the amount of conversations we had about money at school, which is very minimal, you know, no one really thinks about what it is that they're even meant to be doing with money. So I would say the biggest block is not having those goals there. And it all comes from a place of not really knowing in which direction we might be going when it comes to our overall view. And most of the time, especially when we're starting a business, we might rely on the fact that, you know, we're just imagining the freedom will come from the amount of money that comes through the door. But it can happen so much quicker if we do actually take the time to know what it is that we want to do with that money that comes through the door and not just, you know, wait until it's millions coming through the door, if that makes sense, before we reach financial freedom. So I would say, and I would say that a lot of the times people don't even know where to start when it comes to our goals. So a way that I would say for you, if if it is something that, you know, you're feeling like, yeah, I'm not quite sure in which direction I'm going, is take the time to review your values and who you are as a, as a person. Um, really take the time to understand, okay, well, if, you know, I continue living for the rest of, you know, for the rest of my life, what do my values, what is the thing that I find is really, really important to me? And I know that is going to continue to be important to me for, for a long time. Start from there to really dig out, okay, well, if this is important, say, for example, it is freedom, then how do I make sure that I do have freedom for the rest of my life and start to build out some goals around what it is that you want to see, you know, in the next few years and the next five years, maybe even 10 years, if you're, if you're game to go down that path, um, start to see what that might look like. Because everything begins with the, the end in mind, essentially, is once we have those goals, you can start working backwards. For the people that do already have goals and they feel frustrated because they're like, I know what I want, but it looks like a huge jump is I'm recognizing that a lot of people aren't, they kind of, you know, like I was just mentioning before, imagining that like our million dollar self is over there 
and we're over here and it's like how do we bridge the gap a lot of the times it's us not taking the time to recognize that there may be a couple of steps in between now and then um, and this is where taking the time to really think about what those those steps might be again while taking the time to really listen to to ourselves and to our gut or to our emotions whatever whatever is true for you with your human design really understanding that we can we can be taking small steps in between now and then to be able to get us there and this is where I, I can come in and help in the sense of really being able to flash out what those steps can be um, but it's it, it all comes down to you I never actually tell anyone what to do I, I essentially just fish out that information for them. So if you take the time, you listening at the moment, if you do feel like that's a problem, a problem for you, sit down and really take the time to understand where it is that you truly want to go, what will make your life 100% beautiful. Know that you can reach that spot and start to think about step-by-step step how you can get there. And along the way, you'll find the information online, you'll get the, the coaches that you need to help you get there. It's about knowing where you're going. Oh, I could not agree with that anymore because I know that in me, like I love manifestation and law of attraction and I use that when it comes to money as well. And of course, that that ties into business as well. And I know one practice that I do is I will actually do what's called like scripting where I'll write in a journal how I picture my life to be in, let's say, a year, two years, whatever it might be. And in doing that, I will sit down and I'll write out how I want my life to be. Um, you know, what time do I wake up in the morning? What are the things I do throughout the day? How do I spend my time? Um, you know, what are the things that I look forward to each day? And really, really tap into that future self person and that in itself, that little practice really does help me work out who I need to be to attract those kinds of things as well. And yeah. I think that is so important because if you don't exactly what you're saying, if you don't know where you're going, you really are going to stay stuck because you don't know the steps you're going to need to take to get there. And so I think being able to really sit down and give yourself the time and the space to work out what it is you want, what it is you want to achieve, then you can then go, okay, connect the dots to A to B. This is where I currently am. This is where I want to go. What are the small steps I need to take? And then take it step by step, stage yeah. by stage, because it can be a really daunting thing. And especially if you're currently at a place where you're, you know, you're earning enough but you're spending it because you, you know, you're breaking even with what you might be earning and what you might have to spend in expenses and so forth to then look at a place where you're like, okay, I want to make a million dollars. Let's say that's yeah. like so far fetched. It can be hard to even comprehend. So I think, yeah, sitting down and really working out what you want to do, where you want to be, where you want to go, and then working backwards from there is definitely really good advice. Yeah, and I'll just add to that with, um, I think sometimes it's so easy, especially when it comes to money to jump into the whole like, okay, well, make sure you get a budget and make sure that, you know, you're thinking about the spending and don't buy all the coffees that you're buying, which like in my philosophy, that is not like, that's completely not true. It's easy to go to that, but again, it's kind of just feeding those shoulds again and again. 
that's why it is important to step away from those those steps that we've like you know probably continuously tried to make happen but you know sometimes we're just like no this is too confusing um that's why it's really taking that moment to look to look in in within and um say okay well what it is that I want what does the next step look like and then if a budget looks like the right thing you need to do for you then that's what you turn to and again those sort of resources are so available online at any stop so it's really understanding where it is that you're coming from so yeah I love what you said yeah and so I guess for anyone that's listening and they're like okay this is so much to unpack I want to know more I need to know more like how can how can my listeners connect with you and find out more because as I mentioned before on your Instagram you have so much content and valuable content for people to consume and get their hands on um so what's the best place that they can find you Awesome. Thanks so much, Renee. Yeah, definitely. Instagram is definitely a place if you just want to get a little bit more information. So that's madam.wealth, madam, M-A-D-A-M dot wealth. Um, otherwise, if you want a little bit more, I do have a few freebies on my website. That's madamwealth.com.au. I'm sure Renee will, will put um, a little link down at the bottom. Um, but there's heaps for you to to have a look at and um, indulge in a few videos if if that feels right for you. Otherwise, if you are feeling like you do need that extra support, that you do feel like you aren't sure in which direction you are going when it comes to money, and money doesn't feel like a, you know your best friend, like I was saying earlier. Um, what I'll do is I'll also leave a link. I'll leave a link with Renee to book a 30-minute free strategy call where we can start looking at what those steps are that you need to take to, to start seeing some progress when it comes to money and not feel like you're stuck in a loop when it comes to your wealth. Oh, that is amazing. Like that, it's so handy just to have that outside person to be able to support because I think money can sometimes be a topic that's almost like taboo. Like I feel like people feel uncomfortable around the topic. They don't want to discuss it. So I think to have somebody that's sort of outside their circle to be able to come in and offer some support and guidance and especially with your background, you know, you've come from this background, you've got so much um, to give and being able to support that with a tool like human design is just the package. So, um, yeah, well, thank you so much for being on my podcast. I've absolutely loved learning more about this topic. And for everyone listening, I'll, of course, leave all the links in the show notes so you'll be able to connect. Thank you for having me. Lovely. Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. To learn more, you can go to reneeoneal.com. I'm so grateful for you and super glad you've taken the time out for yourself to tune into this episode. If you love today's episode, then don't forget to hit subscribe so you can catch the next one when it's released. Also, if you share this podcast onto your Instagram stories and tag me at renee.oneal, then I'll be sure to send you a little prize straight to your inbox.